0: Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Levar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on the show on this Wednesday edition, we've got another firing in the NFL, and it shouldn't have been all that surprising. We've also got a little bit more fallout from the Miami situation. Brian Flores, Tua Tagovailoa, all sorts of shenanigans were going on over there the past couple of years. We got some controversy at an NHL game. We're going to get into. We've got some odds for some of the other head coaches around the NFL. We've got the BQ news. And the great Petros Papadakis stops by. All of it is yours on this Wednesday edition of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe right here at Fox Sports Radio.
1: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Groovy, man. Just groovy stuff here on a Wednesday. It's two pros and a cup of Joe here Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. Three hours of shenanigans, a little bit of grab ass, uh, an important NHL update coming up. Up later on this hour, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun to uh, discuss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
2: absolute pounding took place <laughs> in the NHL, so much so uh, we've got to talk about it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but you know, we're just hanging out here, and, uh, you know, a Hall of Famer amongst us. Uh, has it set in yet uh, that you're a Hall of Famer yet? <laughs> is it, uh, Labar? is it, uh, like, come on. Oh
3: Gosh, you know, I talked to my high school coach yesterday, and I, I realized I got to check in on, on people that have been influential in my life. Like, I had to check in, you know? You
2: just now realize that?
3: Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: actually. Uh, you, know, you, you know, you go through periods and seasons of your life where you, you're not paying attention to how much you're doing and how fast things are moving. And before you know it, you, you realize, like, I'm, I'm one to check in on – you know, I check in on my immediate family. I check in on my parents. I check in on my kids, my wife. I check in, but I don't check in extended. And, I got you. And it's, it's, I'm just so caught up into all of the work that I do that by the time, you know, by the time I get done doing what I'm doing, I'm really ready to go to sleep generally. So it's kind of like when I talked to him yesterday, it was like, man, like, You know, he was so pumped up about it. And then we started talking about, you know, just life and how things are going for him and my other coaches and stuff like that. It was, it's, it's super cool when you have conversations with people who know you the best and, and were there when, when it was all taking place. And man, it was just, just super, you know, you, you, you get choked up a whole bunch. You know, when you talk to guys like like your coaches and and, and you start to realize again, all over again, you know, how much they meant to you. So, yeah, (laughs) got to check
2: in more. Do you feel like – there's going to be that sentiment for the New York Giants players, the Joe Judge. Do you, you know, it's, you think, oh, what? No. It's what? such a great. That it, is it's just, such a good segue. <laughs> I'm just saying, just, like, I don't want to get too emotional, you know, you're a former Giant. Like, is there some part of you that sees the <laughs> dismissal of well, Joe Judge? Apparently, little... apparently, your
3: assassination of the entire organization <laughs> on, on air what? yesterday. <laughs> led to his firing that is true there was a chance that that joe judge may get an opportunity for another season and it was cited that you know
2: oh, i see what you're doing your decimation of him no. yesterday yeah Bra- you know what I brady
0: did? quinn got joe judge fired basically is what no. we're saying yeah.
2: listen this is what i did yesterday <laughs> all right i was the one in our group of friends, all right, our, our, little, our little friendship group, our pack, all right, I'm the one who told the couple that just started dating, stop it. You're bad for each other. Don't <laughs> let this thing go on any further, okay? I'm the one that brought it up. None of you wanted to. I had the intervention on air yesterday, and then, and then everyone wants to throw it back oh, on man. me, all right? I'm sorry I had to be the bad guy and point out the obvious, which he, here's my theory. Can we get – is there a chance – we have any sort of conspiracy theory music? I mean, listen,
0: we have the Unsolved Mysteries band in studio right, right Ooh, there. I mean, me and, and by the way, they're wearing masks, so they are socially distant. So we care about COVID here. So we want to make sure everybody's well, understanding that we're safe. All right, go yeah. ahead.
2: Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um, so I think, it, I think what ended up happening over the past 48 hours was as the Giants talked to their former general manager, David Gettleman, who quote-unquote retired and stepped down. I wonder how much of a shove came with that from their uh, front from office there in, in New York. But after that, and they started this search. I think they got the sense that no one wanted to work with Joe Judge or the list of candidates who wanted to work with him was so small that anyone else they talked to on the outside was like, yeah, if you hire me, or if i 'm taking this job i 'm coming in and i'm i, I 'm I'm firing him right away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 I literally think that everyone else outside of them, okay, was telling them, you got to move on from this guy, a clean slate This this isn't how this works. You, if you want to hire a general manager first and give him the power, so be it, but you can't keep the head coach and let this guy be a lame duck for the next year. It never works well for any party involved. I think that was what ended up happening. And it's kind of like that there's – there's, there's an old saying, right? And in this case, you know, if you think the world of someone but the world thinks that person is an a-hole, then maybe you're an a-hole too, <laughs> you know? And that was, that was, I think, how maybe you kind of summarized this whole situation.
3: Uh, I'll say this uh – I, I really do think it was your your, uh, your yesterday that, that led to – and, and uh, you know, we can keep the music going on because my conspiracy theory is w- when you lambaste the ownership for not cleaning out house after you clearly, clearly had a great conversation about why you should retire versus uh, being fired, um, and then you talk about why would you keep anybody, just clean out – clean out the safe, clean out clean out the cupboards, clean everything out and start anew. I think they felt the pressure of it and they had to go ahead and make a move immediately. You know, before that became a a real narrative that that picked up and built up. That's what I'm thinking right now. And I, I don't think that there's any other Sound reasoning or logic that that would be applied to this, this it, particular situation.
0: It didn't make sense to bring him back. Like there, there was <laughs> a did th- there was a report that came out last week in which they said, uh, you know, like elsewhere around the NFL. Here is the rumblings uh, in Chicago: Nagy's gone, but uh, Ryan Pace will be back, and that didn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, why would he be back, and why would he be promoted, as the report said? When the story came out that the Giants' ownership loved Joe Judge and they're going to stand by him, and you go. All right, so wait a second. Gettleman's gone. Um, you're the worst team, one of the worst teams in the NFL. The final two games of the season were against teams that were in the bottom third of the league, and they looked awful. You ran a quarterback sneak at your own four on third down. Like it would every, it was melting down, and and all around him. But you're just going to bring him back and, and make the GM take him as the head coach when he comes in? It didn't make sense. None of it made any sense. And at some point, the Giants probably looked around and said, yeah, this didn't make sense. Like they're, they're, Nothing about this adds up, and we just got to scrape it, uh, or, or turn it over. And if that means Daniel Jones has got to go, you're going to have a new GM. You're going to have a new coach, probably a new quarterback. And then we move on from here.
2: It just had to happen. I, I wonder how many conversations they had with players because – I'll be honest with you, there might have been some that bought in or were drafted under Joe Judge that, again, they don't know any different. So, so they want to buy in. They, they think that maybe this is how the NFL works and maybe they're a season away from turning this thing around. You know, they had some injuries this year. Maybe, maybe they chalk it up to that. I don't know. Um, I wonder if they talked to some players, though, and, and the players and the feedback were just like, yeah, man, this ain't it. You know, he's not that guy you know <laughs> not the guy. He's, just, he's not that he's guy Not that guy I, I do wonder if there was some of those conversations that took place too over this period in time where as they moved on from the general manager as they started to get more clarity there they wanted to talk to some other players they felt confident are going to be there at least in the short term in the future and the feedback wasn't what they wanted I mean we talked about the position that Saquon's in or was in where he had to you know publicly defend Joe Judge which... As, as I continually have said, like, what do you expect a player to say? I mean, you're putting him in a position where the guy is still hired. He obviously impacts your daily life, your job. You think he's just going to bash the guy? Logan Ryan was the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they all have to – and Logan Ryan, it goes back a little bit. I mean, Judge might have been there with him in New England too. So there might even be more history. I'm just saying, like, now is what you might want to ask him. I mean, and they're still going to be polite. They're still going to be professional about – what they say but the truth of the matter is there's gonna be someone who's like airs out and they're like yeah i can't wait for a new coach in here i can't wait i can't wait to change things up from what we were doing no more quarterback sneaks on our own fourth, third and nine can't wait for that like <laughs> i really do wonder if that play that moment lost him the locker room
3: because
2: it, it could be fragile like that you know
3: the cowboys stomped them the eagles stomped them after that the Bears, the Bears, you yeah. know, that fired their guy yeah. that, that couldn't do Power well house. enough to keep his yeah. job, stomped them. And, and for all of those players that that may have bought in and, you know, they had their interviews and said to, to the management and their uh, exit interviews or whatever that, look, we want a new coach or or I buy in. Think back to your last game, your last stand, by judge was boo me i'm not crying any rivers boo me if we don't perform on in this game boo me off the field if we don't do what we need to do on sunday and they went out there and they lost 22 to (laughs) 7 to washington now i don't know that any reports came out that he was booed Going off of the field. I don't think it was there. But if there is one conclusion that you <laughs> oh, can draw, if, if there is one conclusion that you can draw from what took place when that game concluded, is that there is no one in that locker room that supports he, Joe it, Judge.
0: Let me ask you guys this: Do you think Joe Judge thought going into the final couple weeks of the regular season that his job was safe? Because I do. I thought he. I think he
3: thought that they would fight more than what they did. I think he. He felt as though the players and and coaches they would give more. There would be better results that that would lead to him having more time going going out of this season. I I do believe he felt that. Now I don't know if he know he thought he was safe, but I do think that he felt they would finish out strong. Something gave him the inclination to say these guys are going to fight. Yeah, and I'm alright with that. And they did it and,
0: and like I think the last two weeks cost him his job. I swear to I think I think the uh, Chicago, the meltdown afterwards, we said we're not a clown show organization, blah, blah, blah. And then him in the final game. I, I, I wonder if, if he knew that was going to be his last game. Do you think he's going a, a QB sneak on third down from his own four? Like, do you you think that's a decision? I mean, I I
2: could make the same argument the other way. Like, you got to feel pretty damn safe if you're doing a quarterback sneak on third and nine from your own four. Like, you have to think you're going to make it to the next year. Otherwise,
0: yeah, that's a point. It doesn't make
2: sense. It's weird. Yeah, because I I think it's the exact opposite is the way I'd look at that situation. I I don't know if it was, well, what was it, the five game stretch where they lost by double digits the entire time?
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that happens to the best of us.
2: Well, if I was to paint this picture for you, Because it's all about trends. Like, if you look at the Minnesota Vikings, remember they got to the NFC Championship game, got blown up by Philly, and then it's all been downhill since then. And that was the year after that. That was with Keis Keenum. But then they moved on from Teddy Bridgewater. They moved on from Case Keenum. They moved on from Sam Bradford, all the quarterbacks who played a part that year. They've never made it back to that point. And so the trend in Minnesota, even though I think Mike Zimmer's a great coach, I think if they, they might have a hard time replacing what he was able to provide, at least if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay. And Rick Spielman's done a good job. I mean, Justin Jefferson getting Dalvin Cook, working out the Kirk Cousins. Like, he's done a good job of, of stocking that place with talent. And so it, it was almost like more like they just kind of, everyone agreed, ah, oh, it's time, let's just all move on our separate ways. But that's when you look at it and you say, yeah, but you can look back to that trend and, and, and after that NFC Championship game they lost, it was all downhill. You look at Matt Nagy, 12-4, and four, never had a winning season after that, after his first season. You know, he couldn't get the rookie quarterback with Mitch Trubisky right, and it was like with Fields, it was still some difficulty there. It was the trend of it. You know, you look at you could even say Brian Flores. Ten wins a year ago, only nine wins this season. And, and granted, like, I think, you know, that he's might be a separate candidate that I say that's Probably one of the biggest mistakes. But the reality is the NFL, much like business, much like we are with the way we handle things, we we sense kind of trends and things going on. And, And I think that's what ended up taking place here, was when you look at what this team was in 2020 to 2021, not only did their record get worse, they got worse as an offense. Every statistical thing you can pretty much look at, they got worse as a defense. Daniel Jones got worse. When you look at his play and where he was last year to this year, there's really nothing you can hang your hat on. (laughs) If you're a Giants fan or you're in their front office or in ownership and say, yeah, Joe Judge was making us a better team. And then to your point, at the end of it all, he started to provide the media with ammunition. Like. He didn't need to say this ain't some clown show. The second you use clown show, guess what? a people show. start yeah, people start calling you a clown show. Like yeah. he almost gave that to them, you know, on a silver platter to go ahead and make this headline. Like what do you think they're gonna they're gonna put in parentheses on the front page? Mm. So I just I think it's all about trends, and that's where this ended up going. But. I mean, there was an intervention that took place, <laughs> but, and uh, someone had to someone had to tell the Giants, you know, hey, just just break up now. What? A year from now, it's only going to get worse. Uh, by the way, in a
0: pass-first league, in the final four games of the season, the Giants' starting quarterback threw for over 100 yards once. <laughs> yeah,
2: but but the reality is, you had Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm. Okay, yeah. I mean, come on, no protection. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, come on. Man. There's
2: more to that. There's well, more to that.
0: Yeah, but it's fun to discuss, right? You know, I mean, come on, it's fun. To, by the way, do you have the unsolved? mysteries music can we pop that back up please uh, just oh, quickly because wow. I just I, I just want to point this out here oh. I mean since since see, clearly they're hearing uh, the conversations about the Giants uh, and maybe they're hearing stuff on this show which is why they're making the move to fire uh, Joe Judge since we're on the topi- topic of uh, mysteries and things like that um was Jimmy Hoffa buried uh, at Giant Stadium the old Giant Stadium or not I just yeah. want to know can we it's somebody clear question. that up for me please it's a great clear question. it up like I want to know do some digging is there a body literally, is there a coffin like what are we talking about here somebody <laughs> get to the bottom of that since Grab everybody's paying attention literally. to
3: it <laughs> do some digging so, literally, that. literally.
0: Uh, all right it is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here fox sports radio <laughs> brought to you by discover real credit card questions require real people someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you that's why discover offers helpful us based representatives Available 24-7. Discover Exceptionally Common Sense. Up next. So, hold on. You're going to go
3: from let's find Jimmy Hoffa to, to a live read?
0: Yeah, discover. Can we <laughs> discover the body or not?
3: You, you... Wow. B- yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> you just totally, you just totally. It's almost let, like I planned it. You got it. Hey, go. Lamar. Lamar me, yes. are you taking notes on this? Let, like, let, let me step back. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like the I planned pro, it. Pro at work. Yeah, let me step back.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So coming up next, we do have some more information on one of the strange moves made in the NFL over the past couple of days. We'll get into that for you right here on Team.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, uh.
2: uh, a little Alice in Chains? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. AIC. Yeah, man. Damn right. Everyone calls it AIC. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lavar Staley, oh man,
0: <laughs> love me some Allison Chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big Come time, on. man. Yeah. Just don't Come read on. the lyrics, you Go. know. Go, not the most positive on. Uh, outlook well, on life for these guys. Who cares?
2: Yeah. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lamar. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's two pros and a cup of Joe here. At yeah. Fox Sports Radio. It's Lamar yeah. Arrington, Brady Come Quinn, on. Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up uh, later on this hour, uh, we've got a major, major update from one sport. Uh, apparently, one team has added a new goal scorer. So we will get into that here coming up uh, later on in the hour and some uh, some uh, video that, uh, you know, needs to be uh, discussed. Uh, we'll be a fun conversation here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right. So uh, there's more uh, reports coming out of uh, Miami about the Brian Flores situation. Um, didn't take him long to get, uh, you know, some job interview requests from other teams in the NFL. Uh, people still scratching their heads at the at the move. Why would you, uh, you know, part ways with him? What's wh- what's going on here? Is it Tua? Is it ownership? Uh, Brady, you discussed it a little bit yesterday. Now we're hearing some stuff. uh, Pro Football Talk uh, was reporting uh, that uh, at one point this season uh, Tua actually turned down an opportunity to be a team captain because he felt like they were trying to maneuver to make a move for uh, Deshaun Watson. um, That there was uh, potentially a tank job. wasn't at some
2: point. That was before the season. Yeah. That's when you announced captains. I mean, think about how far that whole conversation goes back now.
0: Yeah, and, and there There was also another uh, portion of it where they said that uh, there was a plan to want to maybe tank in 2019. And at some point, uh, Brian Flores uh, decided he didn't want any part of that. And so they were going to try and compete and win games. Um, A lot of this does make sense, because if you go back to that 2019 season when he first got there, You know, remember they were doing like that quarterback carousel where it was Josh Rosen's going to get a little bit of time and then it was Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then all of a sudden, I think they got to after the bye week and Flores was like, F this man. And he just went with Fitzpatrick and they ended up playing much better down the stretch. And so a lot of this does add up. But it, it goes back to the original point. It feels like there was something personal that was going on here. Somebody wasn't on the same page. And now you've got in what a lot of people feel is a really good head coach sitting there on the open
2: market in Miami looking for a replacement. And I think the tough part about – like much like we talked about the Giants, the tough part now moving forward is you find yourself where they're looking for a new head coach – You've got Chris Greer, the holdover, as the general manager. And just to be honest with you, if there was someone who people thought was going to get fired, it was Chris Greer. And so now he's the person that hangs on to his job, obviously had the ear of the owner, or enough people to rally on his behalf to allow him to keep his job and yet have Stephen Ross move on from Brian Flores. So, look, I think if there was at any point in time a way to demonstrate that this team either – maybe you don't want to say it was heading the right direction, but was playing for their coach regardless of what was reported as far as the relationships with players and the coach and you know whether or not they loved him. They respected him, I can tell you that much. Because when you start off 1-7 and, and you win eight of your next nine, one of those with a backup QB2 and Jacoby Brissett, um, there's something more to that. Like these players – Respect him. They'll play for him. I think these players, too, believe in the game plan and the execution, everything he provided them. Because the, if you look at the way they play, too, it's, it's not like they're like any other team in the NFL. They are like a, a they buck every trend in regards to how they go about playing offense. They don't really have much of a running game. If it's more of a, you know, almost like an old school West Coast attack, even though it's the more RPOs implemented in all this, a lot of creativity, a lot of you know ways of moving around players to get them the football. You know, defensively, it's a mixture of schemes, kind of a Rolodex defense, depending on the week and who they're playing. I mean, they are one of the more unique teams in the NFL as far as how they approach teams on a week to week basis. And yet they were executing and they were getting the job done at least to the point where they had a chance at the end after starting off 1-7 and for the playoffs, and oh, by the way, they knocked off New England at the end of the season. I I just, none of it makes sense, and the only thing that does make sense is that someone got the ear of the owner and got a sense that if they don't move on from Brian Flores, they're going to move on from me because it's going to become very obvious of my shortcomings and the ways that I've messed things up. Uh, that that's the only explanation for all this.
3: Whew. R- relationally speaking, if if you feel as though someone has has the idea that their level their level of of influence can exceed yours in the position that you're in, their level of of control can exceed yours. At where you're at, it, it seems as though just everything that I've ever seen or read or heard from Flores has always been a very dominant stance. The, the, I, I don't recall ever really seeing or feeling from Flores that there is any type of being a subordinate, being being kind of uh, remorseful in any way, or you know just. Maybe a soft hand touch, a soft hand approach to things, and again, it goes back to the the idea, the identity of the guys that come from this this Belichick coaching tree. It's a very hard nosed, no nonsense type of approach to what you do. When you're in college, you can get away with being a dominant, a dominant presence, a dominant personality, a domineering. Uh, person in in general, and people get behind that until until they don't. But in the pros, it doesn't work that way. And and when you feel as though something is, I don't know, threatening, you know, if I if I feel as though that this is someone that could be so powerful, or so demanding in what they do, that. It, it undermines my authority or it, it diminishes my authority, it diminishes my influence, and we don't, we don't vibe on the same, you know, same frequency, I don't want you around. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how many games you win. I don't care how your game plan plays out. I don't want you around because in, in, in reality, let me give people a dose of reality here most owners of teams it is their passion and their hobby they're basically people that are wealthy enough to have a hobby and be a fan that owns the team that they're a fan of it is not their main business so why would i want somebody that's a part of my passion my 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 fandom why would i want to feel you know insignificant or or insecure about how how we're doing things and how we're moving. Like I said on the show yesterday, I saw that play out in Washington when Marty came in and they would have rather get rid of Marty so that they could feel comfortable. And I know this for a fact because I heard the conversations. They rather have gotten rid of him and continue the change of culture before it got too far out of hand. And you see where Washington is now, you're still seeing people, generation after generation, still trying to turn the tide of what that culture is there. It just seemingly to me, guys would be more willing to fail in what it is that they have than to deal with somebody that makes them uncomfortable. About what they have going on,
0: and Chris Greer's been with the organization for 20 years, or 21, 22 years, something like that, in in some capacity, and he's been the GM since 2016. I I do find this a little interesting. So, we we Flores is going to get hired this off season, right? I mean, like he's going to get a gig this off season, I would assume. And and there's yeah. a lot, and we can get into the betting odds on that. A lot of people feel like Chicago makes a lot of sense for Brian Flores. So this is going to be the second Dolphins coach that is going to walk away from the team and get hired that exact same offseason. happened with Adam Gase. And it's going to cool. happen with Brian Flores.
2: Which, I, I could tell you how the one worked out with Adam Gase too. I mean, he knew it wasn't like some long drawn out. Oh, let's see what happens here. It was like, Hey, let, let's, let's meet downstairs for five minutes. Let's, let's get this over. With. <laughs> I mean, literally it was one of those deals, like knowing that there would be other opportunities out there for him. And that it kind of you know run its course. But doesn't
0: that tell you that like if those guys are getting hired same off season after getting fired or or mutually agreeing to part ways? And and look, Adam Gase went to the playoffs once. You know Matt Moore, who I'm surprised he's still breathing air after the hit he took in that game against the Steelers. But they, they yeah, went to I the playoffs that. once. I thought he's gonna lose his head. The, the fact that the fact that those guys got hired that exact same off season isn't that an indicator that people around the league are like. Yeah, these guys don't really know what they're doing with their coaches. Like, there's, there's something that, that doesn't make sense, and that's why these guys are bringing the uh, – the fact they're parting ways with these guys and now deciding – these guys are sitting in an offseason. They go two months or a month without a job, and they're hired right again, and they're back to the same position with another team. Tells me that there's not – that people around the league look at the Dolphins like, dude, you guys got problems way above the coaching situation. It's possible.
3: That's possible, but I, I think you also got to look at it, again, relations – right? Relationships play a part. There is a lot of nepotism. There is a lot of colluding. There, there are so many, you know, underhand or backdoor, you know, deals that are, are, are done where guys take care of guys. Hey, if I help you get into this position, just, just make sure you always hold a space for me. Or, you know, when you go here, just, you know, consider me if I'm available. Those, those conversations take place all the time. All the time. So to me, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be so so deep um, in terms of the conspiracy that that Miami are a bunch of clowns and, and they're not handling things the right way. so Flores as to get another job. These guys get to where they're going by having the relationships that they have going up the ladder anyway. So when you're coming back down it you meet a lot of the you you catch on with the people that you you passed up going up or you're up there with. You stay, in, you stay in the mix. As long as you don't burn bridges, you're okay if you lose your job. That's always been football culture. It's always been football culture. So nobody's necessarily like, oh, the, the, the Miami Dolphins stink. They don't know what they're doing. They may be saying that, but it's more so about what they feel about Flores versus what they feel about Miami in my thought.
2: I know this much, and yeah, take everything you read as far as reports with a grain of salt. But it, it does seem like at least Mike Florio and Pro Football Talk are willing to admit that they've talked to other owners who love playing Steven Ross because they just feel like he's not, you know, he's he's not there every day. He's not monitoring the situation. He's an absentee owner, and and they feel like they've always got a leg up on him or advantage on him because to kind of what we're talking about. While they're moving on from Brian Flores, everyone else is looking at Brian Flores and said, Yeah, come interview for us when they have an opening job opening.
0: I just like, it would be so cool to be an owner of an NFL team. How could you be absentee? Like, like it, it would be so much fun to be an owner of an NFL team. I'd, I'd be around there all the time. I go in there. You can walk in there whenever you want. Literally, whenever you want. You own an NFL team. And this guy's just hanging out, what, in, in the Hamptons? Uh, just playing golf and eating caviar? I mean, come on. Uh,
2: I, th- I think he runs some other stuff up nah, in, whatever. in New York. But yeah, man, whatever. whatever. It doesn't matter.
0: Uh, all right. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox. Sports Clearly, training, it's you know. <laughs>
2: whatever. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> Clearly, in so many other ways. Uh, coming up next, uh, there is a mystery in the world of sports. We are going to try and solve it. Uh, it was a major, major incident that took place wherever you get your podcasts. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lamar well Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Well uh, done. Coming up top of next hour, uh, we are going to take a look around uh, some mm-hmm. of the uh, ways you can make money on some of these coaching searches uh, in the NFL. We'll have some fun with that here uh, a little detail. over 10 minutes from now. No, this is
2: well done. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah.
0: it's the same movies every every day. Berto, you need a little help, man. Not the movie,
2: man. Do you understand what his genius uh, is doing right that now? these guys don't know Brady. These guys, yeah. They uh, don't get it. They no, don't know who this I, is. I, I get it. I, it's Kodak
3: Black. I yeah, know I know you what go. you guys are I mean, doing, but I'm still saying he let's, needs help.
0: Let's hit the button, at least. I mean, if we're going to do Kodak Black, I mean, like. Well, that's his name. Okay, well, I mean, I just think that, you know, yeah, thank you. I mean. That's his
3: name. I
0: know. Just, you know,
3: could call is him Is it Kodak. races that you didn't know it was Kodak Black? I knew it was Kodak Black. Did you hear me say Kodak I Black? It was Kodak Brown. It's, re- oh, <laughs>
0: it's real. Hit the button. It's yeah, <laughs> messed up. Wow. Hit it twice. Hit it twice. Wow. Hit it twice. <laughs> wow. Yes, thank you. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, Jeez. Uh, by Birdo. the way, uh, we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. No one does sports like Vegas and the excitement is endless. So make sure to plan your trip Today at
1: visitlasvegas.com. Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you. Missed it,
0: and for that we turn it over to our executive producer Leroy DeLap to find out uh, what the hell's going on. DeLap,
3: yeah, you guys, a
0: Kodak moment in the NHL last night as the Panthers were hosting the Vancouver Canucks. A Kodak
3: black moment. right. all right, there we go, there we go. All right,
0: as the. As the Panthers were hosting the Canucks, Mr. Kodak Black, famous rapper, was spotted in the uh, in the box with
2: his. Being a Canut.
0: Spotted in the Whatley? <laughs> ah. Sp- ah. Sp- ah. Spotted in the Whatley? Ah.
2: Spotted it was in the suite. Ah. It was a suite. A suite. The suite. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. would say the luxury boxes are a box for short. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, <laughs> um, luxury box. Box, yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> box. It was in that seat. box. Yeah. Some right.
2: controversy over what was happening in that
0: suite that night. Um. Ooh. That it's, night, it was this last night. Yeah, last night. That
3: night. Last well, night. It was that night. It was that ah, night. Ah, so what?
0: what did and they, last uh, night. What, what do they think was happening? Oh Lee? no! <laughs> oh no! Lee, what do they think was happening? <laughs> yeah. What are people talking about? What's the scuttlebutt? What, what? What's going on out there? Well, depending on who you ask, uh, the
3: you know they should have called him Doctor Kodak Black. Yeah, he, he was doing an examination, from what <laughs> so I can hear. That. Yeah, so he put put his oh, doctor's huh? hat on.
0: Do a little Urban Meyer impression up there in the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, more than people were, uh, were pretty convinced from the one angle that, uh, they were, uh, you know, doing a little bit of the, um, you know, the adult, uh, twister. And then, um, there's a second angle that came out that would lead me to believe they were just, uh, dancing really heavy on each other. Oh, That's okay.
2: my, uh, uh my I mean, there's a thin, <laughs> thin line between, uh, dancing and what could be considered intercourse um <laughs> jesus i'm just saying i'm just saying this jesus. thin material thin line whatever you want to call it it yeah. looked like they were getting it's it a thin line. Uh, i mean
0: if, if you look at the second view the second camera angle it does it does seem like um you know they're just dancing
3: i'm gonna say right. my, my expert Keep opinion well no no let me take that back i'm not an <laughs> expert on this i'm just going to say it looked like she may have um, been friends with uh, Pole Assassin and the, the baby monkey. Yeah. And, oh, and that she baby took her monkey. talents yeah, to the the, the, um, the owner's
2: box. To, uh, to the, to the suite. I do appreciate how they had the suite all by themselves. Yeah. It was just, just those two. Like, yeah. that was the only – so, I mean, it'd be one thing if maybe there's a group of people and they didn't care if you're getting jiggy with it or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But, like – They were the only... It was like all these other suites around them had people. Then it was just that suite, those two, that's it. Like, it was... I mean, look. It was inspirational. It was? (laughs) Inspirational. I mean, look. the, The Panthers... They won. Did they, they have a oh. big second period? Is that what I was, what I was reading? Uh, Five goals. Oh. <laughs> oh.
0: I
3: mean, is that uh, when he
2: did what he did? Yeah. <laughs> did they get a, a cracking? Uh, All I know is they're the top of the Atlantic Division right now in the Eastern Conference. Well, uh, the Panthers are playing some great hockey. Well,
0: I, I think that it is important. It is an NHL story, and uh, the uh, NHL expert here at Fox Sports Radio, our NHL uh, analyst Eddie Garcia. Eddie, uh, what could you tell us about this situation involving Kodak Black and the uh, mysterious woman uh, up in the uh, suite? Mysterious, yeah. <laughs>
2: Mysterious. Yeah, I I, I I find it amusing. Uh, anybody thinks they were dancing? Uh, they <laughs> <laughs> mean, I mean, uh, yeah.
1: What well, well, do you think they if, were doing,
2: Eddie? I think totally. he was uh, on the power play there. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. He went five hole. He went five hole and uh, scored a goal. That's oh, what I think. Oh, was. wow. I mean. Very well Eddie, done. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah. Well thank done. you for being honest.
0: Well done. You know, just, uh, it is, uh, you know, I mean, I, the second dancing. angle. The second was this angle. Was the 1980s? The second angle looks like they're dancing. No, it doesn't. Yes, no, it, no,
3: it does doesn't. to me. No, it,
2: what?
0: Well, I mean,
3: look. Well, he's
2: not yeah. moving at all. Why not, he, like,
3: why not just, but that is like classic you know like you know lap dance uh, from what i hear what i've seen yeah, on movies but me too. um it, you know my whole thing is why not <laughs> if why not just utilize the suite why why be out in the open yeah. this is this screams publicity stunt yeah. to me
0: well and plus he, his his team filmed it and then posted it on his social media yeah it so. screams publicity stunt Come by on. the way is this the most coverage the NHL's gotten all year
2: yeah, maybe it was in unison <laughs> with the NHL. And well, Coach Kodak is a shame. Maybe, maybe they're trying to open up, right? Their audience, and they're like, "Hey, let's bring Kodak Black in there. We'll get him a suite. He'll have a lot of fun. He'll probably do something that."
0: You no, know? oh, no. Are our Kodak cameras still yeah, in existence? Night in shining armor. Sure. Our Kodak camera, because I know uh, like uh, Jake Paul's brother was uh, had one at his fight. So, are, so Kodak cameras. Do you think this will bring those back now that Kodak Black was playing a fun uh, little game of hide and go? at uh, don't know. I don't, at, know. Uh, I don't know that game? this
3: will bring Kodak, Kodak back. Huh.
0: Right, just it curious. The Unless they can catch
3: up to Apple.
0: Remember yeah. how cool that was when you took a picture and you just waved it in the air to, to oh, yeah. make sure it was going to develop real Well, quick. that was Polaroid? Have those? Oh, that was yeah, Polaroid. But have those? Yeah. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Kodak, Kodak was a little bit yeah. more advanced than Polaroid. Wow, well, Polaroid, yeah. Polsassin, who cares? Yeah. I mean, you know, Kodak it's all the had same.
3: The, like, the flash you pulled out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.